Buenos dias. Welcome to another daily devotion. I'm your host once again, El Padre. Pastor Jesse here. Today, this is a this is a fun day. Uh, you know those passages in the Bible that people like to avoid at all costs. This is one of them. Um, so praise the Lord. It's there. It's inspired. Um, a couple of days ago, um, actually, when we were in chapter one, I'm just going to read this to you because somebody out there is going to argue against this. Oh, this was just for the Corinthian church, uh, that this doesn't affect us today. Um, and so here we go. First Corinthians chapter one. It says this, Paul, called as an apostle of Christ Jesus by God's will, and Sosthenes, our brother, to the church of God at Corinth. So the Corinthian church is part of the audience that Paul is writing to, to those sanctified in Jesus. So that's all Christians alive at the time, for sure. Called as saints with all those in every place, who call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord, both their Lord and ours. So this is saying anyone, both now and in the future, whoever considers Jesus Christ their Lord, this is written to them. So your church, my church, all of our churches, everything in this book, especially 1 Corinthians, was written with you in mind. It was written with me in mind. So, whoop, whoop, whoop. Uh, here we go. Here, let's, let's just jump on in. Uh, if any of you has a dispute against another, how dare you take it to court before the unrighteous and not before the saints? I don't know if you are familiar with this, this is probably a really bad example, but I feel like the emotion that comes from this particular person, I'm not endorsing this necessarily, um, but I, I nicknamed this chapter affectionately Angry Paul. Um, I think that this is a righteous anger, um, but the example I have, it is greatly debated how righteous or unrighteous the, the anger was, but... Uh, there's this clip of a pastor named Mark Driscoll, Driscoll from a while back where he screams, who do you think you are? Uh, or how dare you? Um, what maybe some people don't realize is that Paul says this very thing. He says, how dare you take it to court before the unrighteous? Um, there, why in the Sam Hill... Are y'all fighting over these things? Why are you taking this to unrighteous people instead of to the church? Um, and so let us, let's keep going. Um, I'm actually just going to read till the end of verse 11, and then we'll kind of come back and, and talk about things. Uh, don't you know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world is judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the trivial cases? Time out. I thought you told me not to judge. Somebody out there is going to say that. Uh, verse 3, don't you know that we will judge angels? How much more matters of this life? So if you have such matters, 
Do you appoint as your judges those who have no standing in the church? I say this to your shame. For those of you who um, are adamant against using the word shame, shame is bad. You can't shame anyone. Shame, shame, shame. You're not allowed to enjoy it. Uh, Paul here, uh, as we've taken a pause, is attempting to shame Christians who are suing or taking their brothers in Christ to court instead of coming to the church and having their matters disputed in front of the righteous. I say this to your shame. Can it be that there is not one wise person among you who is able to arbitrate between fellow believers? Instead, brothers go to court against brother and that before unbelievers. As it is to have legal disputes against one another, it is already a defeat for you. And in other words, like the very fact that you have a legal dispute in the first place, that's already a defeat for you. But the fact that you're taking it to a secular court before unsaved people, like it's really bad. Why not rather be wronged? Why not rather be cheated? Paul here is saying it would be better for you to just take the being cheated take the being wrong than to go with your sibling in Christ before a secular judge to have them dispute this matter. Instead, you, you yourselves do wrong and cheat and you do this to brothers and sisters. Don't you know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Then he describes what that means. What is the unrighteous? Do not be deceived. No, now, I want, before we read this, because this is going to make everybody angry, this is referring to people who are living a lifestyle of this sin. They're, this is people who are not saved. Um, these, these are not people who are fighting the temptation to do these things. These are people who are in full-blown, just living lifestyles. No sexually immoral people, idolaters, idolaters, adulterers, males who have sex with males, no thieves, greedy people, drunkards, verbally abusive people, or swindlers will inherit God's kingdom. And some of you used to be like this, but you were washed, you were sanctified, and you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. I want, I want to focus on this next little part because I don't know that we'll spend any more time on it. Uh, the next thing he says is, everything is permissible for me, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is permissible for me, but I will not be mastered by anything. Food is for the stomach, and the stomach is for food, and God will do away with both of them. However, the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. God raised up the Lord, who will also raise us up by his power. Don't you know that your bodies are a part of Christ's body? Should I take part of Christ's body and make it part of a prostitute? Absolutely not. Do you know that anyone joined to a prostitute is one body with her? For scripture says the two will become one flesh. But anyone joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Flee sexual immorality. Every other sin that a person commits is outside the body, but the person who is sexually immoral sins against his own body. Don't you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? That's the second time now that he's said that. Whom you have from God. You are not your own. You were bought at a price. So glorify God with your body. So, real quick. 
um, you have a lot of freedoms in Christ. Um, and just because you have you have freedom doesn't mean you get to do whatever you want, which doesn't make a lot of sense to a lot of people. Uh, it's kind of like when you become an adult. One of the things that we oftentimes talk with our children about is how um, becoming an adult just means that you're more responsible for more things. It doesn't mean that you get to do whatever you want. I, as a father, as a husband, don't get to do whatever I want. In fact, usually what I want is the last thing that gets to be done, um, if it gets to be done at all. Um, so let's let's go back to this, because I think that this is really important. Um, pa Paul here is making this argument that um, he's saying flee sexual immorality. Um, in other words, like not just sexual immorality, but all of these other sins that have been mentioned, he's saying like we have to make an active choice not to participate in those things um, because you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of Jesus Christ. Listen, uh, that baptism, that's what that's doing. Uh, when you come up, it, your sin is down in the water, you are up, you are clean, uh, and your, your, your sinful nature is buried with Jesus, your unsinful nature, your new body, your new man, uh, so to speak, is there with Jesus alive. So don't just allow yourself to commit whatever kind of sin. I think it's interesting here because here in verse 9, Paul lists a bunch of different things, but the only one he focuses on then in chapter 6 is sexually immoral. Uh, or sexual immorality. So he begins this by talking about people who are suing each other, uh, taking each other to court instead of coming to the church. I want to, to just say this really quick. I've seen people use this as a way to justify not taking actual legal action against criminals. Um, listen, if, if you have a pastor uh, or a leader in your church who is molesting a child, uh, that absolutely needs to be dealt with in front of the church. It also needs to have legal action taken against it. Um, that's not what Paul is saying here. Uh, he's saying that what is taking place is that they're going over trivial cases according to verse 2. And the world is judged by you. Are you unworthy to judge the trivial cases? In other words, like guys, like you're fighting over these simple things. Uh, you're arguing about who knows who knows what. Uh, there aren't even any laws that you're breaking. You're just fighting and bickering over these things. And, and you're taking it before unrighteous people. Listen, just come to us. Let us help you. This is not a justification for the church to cover up things like priests abusing children. Um, for one, those people need to be removed from ministry. It's not that the church shouldn't be involved in that. It just means that the, those priests need to be dealt with both in a godly way and then they need to be turned over as well uh, to the jurisdiction of the, the local um, peace officers so that they can deal with those people the way that the laws of the land um, would require. Um, <clears throat> and we see Paul, especially in Romans 13, right? Like he's not... Uh, by any means, he, he said that God gives authority for that purpose. So let's let's do this really quick because I think that this is an important thing for us to do.
because uh, some of you are going to read some of these words and not know what they mean. So I want to be crystal, as, as crystal clear as we possibly can. Uh, we're going to go through each one of these sins one at a time and kind of do our best to clarify them because somebody's going to miss them up. Uh, so sexual immorality or sexually immoral people is referring to people who are engaged in any kind of sexual act outside of the confines of marriage. So, um, yes, if you need to ask for more clarity, most likely the answer is yes, that's sexual morality. Um, it, like I said, any, any sexual act outside of what the Bible defines is, is marriage. Um, and so then it says idolaters, that's anybody who worships idols. Um, adultery, um, that's any sexual act with someone outside of your marriage partner. Um, and so, um, you know, that's before marriage, sexual interaction, um, that's during marriage, but with someone else. Um, and so then males who have sex with males. Um, I think that it's interesting that all four of these are kind of pale, like at the beginning, um, because in the Corinthian church, all of these sins are sort of intertwined. Um, where uh, sexual immorality was a part of worshiping the false gods in Corinth. Um, so then I've, I've heard this um, argument made that this is talking about like adult men with adult or with uh, children. Um, you, yes, God is, uh, pedophilia is not something endorsed um, by the Lord. As far as I can tell, um, you're welcome to push back on that uh, for those of you who like to argue those things. Um, but uh, according to this, the way it reads, and even when you go down um, this uh, little side note that it has here, it's, it's saying in verse, this verse, this is both passive and active participants. So like this, it doesn't look like it's age it's revolving around age um so for those people who want to say um but what if you're in a um committed partnership with somebody of the same sex um or a civil union or in america we um our country feels uh, that it's okay to like give you uh, an official certificate of marriage um, when you're living this way, um, according to the Bible, that's still a sin. Um, and so uh, he says, no thieves, um, don't steal other people's stuff, don't steal their time, don't steal anything that's theirs. Uh, if it's not yours, don't take it. Uh, this is something we go through with our children pretty often that uh, they'll find something at the park uh, and I'll make them put it back. Um, and like one time they found this really cool spoon, which maybe you're amazed that the spoon would be cool in the first place, but uh, I made them put it back and they were like, why? Like somebody left it here. And I was like, yeah, but you don't know that somebody isn't coming back for it. Um, sometimes I'll make them turn it in to somebody who's in charge. It's not always obvious who's in charge, depending on where you find something, but give, give things back. Try to, try to look out for other people. Greedy. 
people, uh, people who just want other people's stuff. Uh, this often kind, this, this, this really popular right now in, in the world of politics. Um, part of the reason why people want socialism is because they don't want to work hard to earn their living. Uh, they want other people's money to, to basically pay their needs. And I'm all for charity, absolutely. Uh, we all need to be generous, I get that. Um, uh, but greedy people want to force other people to give their money to them, um, you know, through things like welfare. Um, and I'm not against welfare, but again, like it, there's a huge difference between forcing people to, uh, or taking it, which would be stealing, that's thieving, um, and them voluntarily saying, look, I, I, I want to meet that need. And there are charities that, that do those kinds of things, and praise the Lord for that. Um, greedy people. Uh, a lot of times, super poor people blame the rich for being greedy. Listen, both poor and rich alike, both of them can be greedy. You can be righteous and poor and righteous and rich. You can be poor uh, and sinful and rich and sinful. Uh, it's not the amount of money you have that makes the, the sin. Uh, so let's keep going. Um, drunkards. This is alcoholics, you would say, maybe now. Um, drunkards. Uh, verbally abusive people. Uh, this is not... Um, I, I, I want to be really careful with this because I think like this is something that comes around a lot. But when you're always talking down to people, when you're always um, just calling names, uh, it's never playful. It's it's always meant to be uh, degrading somebody so that you can build yourself up, making them humiliating somebody is the intention. Um, verbally abusive people, um, cussing people out all the time. Um, yeah, that, those people, according to this one, inherit the kingdom of God. Swindlers. This is one that I looked up because I, I didn't know for sure. Uh, this is a word that I've used, but mostly in joking fashion, and I never knew what it meant. So, uh, it's a person who uses deception to deprive someone of money or possessions. So, swindlers, um, you know, you're deceiving people to get their stuff which is another form of stealing. Um, and some of you used to be like this. Uh, I think this is interesting because you see all of these sins that are mentioned taking place in uh, people who are pastors in the church right now. And this is really frustrating. These are people that need to repent. Uh, they need to be dealt with. Um, so um, maybe that's something we should pray for before we go too far. Uh, but Paul here is saying, that that's not who you are uh, when you are saved. Uh, you may have the, the desire or the temptation to be an idolater. Um, you may have the desire or the temptation to fall into sexual sin uh, or to, to steal. Uh, I'll, I'll just be honest. There's something... It, this I've, I've heard people say it's not a big deal. It's a big deal to me because I don't want to be a thief. Uh, I, I used to... Um, I have a tendency to just walk off with people's pens. I bought this one, but um, it used to be really bad at it. Um, I used to work at this place that would provide markers and pens for us to use while we're working. And I would just, like, I kept going home with them. And I didn't do it on purpose. I would just put them in my pocket. Um, 
but the Lord like really convicted me one time, and so I just went in and I took everything back. And uh, I don't I don't want to unintentionally be stealing people's stuff, nor do I want to be intentionally taking it. And so I, I returned um, what we had, and I felt really better. But I noticed like sometimes like the other day I reserved a thing at um, a spot at the park. And I walked out with the pin, and I'm like halfway down the parking lot, and I realized, like, oh, that's not my pen. I don't have a pen. I didn't bring a pen. I borrowed that pen, so I had to take it back. Um, <clears throat> it's not who you are anymore. Uh, you're not running around stealing on purpose. Uh, you may still mess up. We all mess up. Um, maybe you used to have a real uh, difficulty being verbally abusive. Um, you're not an encourager, uh, just tearing people down all the time. Um, and maybe it, it just slips out one time. Okay, repent. Apologize. Um, take it as, Go as far as you can to make it right. Um, and in all these, these cases, um, that is not who you are anymore. You're no longer identified. Um, <clears throat> like... Um, I heard I heard somebody I think it's Vodi Bakum in his book Fault Lines. He talks about how like if you identify as a black Christian, you're putting black before Christ, and so therefore um, there's a good chance that that that's idolatry, that that's sin, um, because you're identifying yourself with something first and foremost before Christ, and that would always be a problem, and that that's true. Um, but sometimes you see people say. Well, I'm a gay, I'm a gay Christian, or I'm a, um, I don't know. One time I met a person that said that they were a, a Christian witch, um, and like, it, it's just one of those things where Paul here is saying, like, that's not who you are anymore. You got saved out of those things when we baptize you. Those sins are in the water; they're in the tomb with Christ, and you are out of it. You are free from those things. You have the freedom to say no. Uh, and then he goes on to talk about why uh, sexual sin in particular is so incredibly important to, to not engage in. Um, and here he says, um, did you not know that anyone joined to a prostitute is one in body with her? Um, for the scriptures say the two will become one flesh. And so Paul here is saying like, guys, sexual sin is a really big deal because there's something more going on than just the physical act. Uh, there is a spiritual act taking place. Um, and you have the spirit of Christ in you and you are exposing Christ to sin by engaging in that. And so therefore, uh, he says, you were not your own. You were bought at a price. So glorify God with your body. Listen as we close today. Uh, you and I were bought with a price. We need to be honoring and respectful of the God who lives inside of us. We need to recognize that we want to rid ourselves of all sin, uh, continual, uh, especially the ones that are here mentioned. But just listen, all sin needs to go. Um, God, Jesus paid a high price for you. Uh, hopefully that's encouraging. It doesn't make you go, oh, can't do what I want. It should make you go, praise the Lord. Uh, I I was set free from these things. That's not who I was anymore. I'm not I'm not a thief anymore. I'm not an idolater anymore.
Praise the Lord. Uh, that is it for today. Actually, let's take a moment and pray. Lord, uh, earlier we mentioned about how there's a lot of these sins that are taking place in the church. And Lord, we ask that you would purify your people. Uh, sanctify your church. Lord, help us to become more righteous. Help us to become more like you. Uh, Lord, help us not to be baby, spiritual babies. Lord, help us to mature. Um, Father, we pray that we would, uh, if we're guilty of these things, that we would repent. Lord, we pray that the pastors who are guilty of these things would be repentant, but also um, given uh, the opportunity to step down and that they would be removed, especially if they're unrepentant. Um, and Lord, we pray that you would restore uh, some, um, Lord, that um, that they would go through a process of healing and uh, growth. And Lord, we ask that uh, today uh, we would recognize that's not who we are anymore. Uh, we're not identified with the sin, but we're identified with you. Um, and Lord, we thank you so much that uh, we know we have, um, all, all things are permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Lord, help us to long for the beneficial. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, that concludes today's section. Uh, thank you so much for joining us for today's daily devotion. Uh, if you haven't done so already, please click the subscribe channel button and then click the little bell and you'll be notified whenever one of our wonderful videos is available, which should be tomorrow. Um, also, if you haven't done so yet, uh, go ahead and try to sh sh comment on, on what you're reading um, in the videos. That would be really helpful for us. Uh, what things that you like, things you don't like, ways that we can improve a channel. Um, you know, we're trying to get the little buzz out of my videos um, also uh, if you love this channel we challenge you to partner with us by clicking the link in the description below and you can make a tax-free donation there thank you so much for joining us hopefully we'll see you live in person um, but if not we'll see you here tomorrow peace out Girl Scout.